we were never created to carry the burdens of stress that we carry today. And we were never created to carry the workload of things that we carry today. If you have a strength, if you have a to-do list, literally starts the minute you wake up and doesn't finish until the minute you get into bed, there's too much on your list. You need to start to take stock of that and prioritize what's important and work out what you can get rid of and delegate to somebody else in some way, shape or form. Because at the end of the day, if you don't take care of your health, you're not going to be able to achieve your to-do list anyway. Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. We are here with naturopath and nutritionist, Annette Hearn, and she is passionate about helping you recover from stress and stress-related conditions. She was co-authored with Pat Masidi in her book called Beyond Limitations, where she talks about her journey with adrenal fatigue. And so we're going to be talking about how to recover from your health problems and how to live your best life and how to allow your body to heal with the right conditions in the right environment and be happier, less stressed, and just more abundant overall. So Annette, glad to be talking to you. Thank you, Robert. Good to be talking to you too. And good to be talking to you and great to be talking to you and wonderful. And so what is your focus these days with all of these different like trends and fads happening with health and with weight and longevity and people having different problems? What is your current focus and when, what is your passion? So my current focus or my area of special interest is stress-related conditions and particularly around the area of adrenal fatigue. Now, some people may not know what that is, but basically... It's a name for a condition that is where you just completely run out and exhausted. You've got nothing left to give. Your body is in a state of deprivation of nutrients. Uh, it's just this really horrible place, burnout, basically. That's probably a term that most people are familiar with is burnout. But that's my area of focus. They're the kinds of patients that I really love to help. And what has led them to burnout? Is it not good sleep? Is it hitting the caffeine and the stimulants, poor diet, all of the above. Like why do, why does the average person get to this burnout state? So it's all of those things that you've said, they're all symptoms of burnout, but the basic thing is chronic stress. And in society, particularly in the last three years, we've just seen such an increase in mental health issues. People are at that point of just but they're burnt out because they've had to manage their life in such a different way, working from home, which sounds great, but can be even more stressful than packing up and going to work every day, having to homeschool kids. There's just been so many factors in the last three years that have increased people's stress loads. And you come to that point of burnout when you actually have, you've had chronic stress from one form or another. So there's different types of stress. There's, there's environmental stress, there's emotional stress, there's physical stress. And when you have that coming at you from all angles um, and over a period of time, it's just layering. There's a layering effect with stress and it just, you layer it and it just keeps building and building until one day your body goes, no, nah, no more. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. Your body right. says, I finally had enough. That's exactly right. It does. And that's what happened to me. I went through stage three adrenal fatigue a number of years ago when my daughter was starting high school. And it was a terrible time. I got up one morning and walked out to the kitchen from the bedroom, which was only a matter of 20 feet or however many meters that is. And I had to hang on to the kitchen bench. My legs felt like they were going to crumble underneath me. I was like, my heart was pounding and felt like it was going to beat out of my chest. I had no breath and I did not know at all what was happening. 
and I had to go straight back into the bedroom and lie down and that's where I stayed for days because I didn't even have the strength to get out of bed. It was a terrible time and I didn't know what was going on at the time because it wasn't something that was really known back then. It wasn't talked about. My doctor that I saw eventually was able to get out of bed and go and see the doctor and he just was brilliant because he was ahead of his time. He treated me with relaxation techniques, intravenous vitamin C. He was just incredible. And then I had my naturopath as well. And he was giving me herbal medicine, vitamins, and talking to me about diet, what I needed to do. But ultimately, the physical was a manifestation of the mental. And that's what happens is you burn out in your brain or in your mind, and then the body follows. And I think that we've all either experienced it or had a close personal friend probably within the past five or 10 years, if not more recent, have something like this happen, just like a catastrophic event, not just having a bad day, not just being tired, but having a huge, just nuclear bomb, like what happened to you. And then, and it seems to be like in the moment, not knowing what happened, but then in the days and weeks following playing detective saying, no wonder this happened because like we, we act like we have unlimited health and unlimited life and we can just uh, treat our mind and our body any which way. And I've lasted this long until the one day that, that you don't. And it seems like the ideal situation would be to prevent instead of curing, right? To deal with these, uh, to apply these relaxation techniques ahead of time and take care of diet ahead of time. And so maybe what could someone do if they're on their way to burnout? And so that way you don't have to recover. What's something easy right off the bat that's if someone said, I'm not quite where you're at, where I will, will fall down in my kitchen, but to make sure I don't get there, what's something someone could do just to get ahead of this? Well, one of the things is that people need to, they need to be honest with themselves and recognize what they're doing in their lifestyle that's causing stress in their life. So. For me, back then, my naturopath, I would visit my naturopath on a regular basis and he would tell me I was stressed and I just said to him, no, I'm not, I feel fine. But he could see the signs in me, whereas I couldn't. And so listening to somebody else that you trust, who might be saying to you, hey, you've been a bit grumpy of late or you're really tired, are you okay? Those are little signals that your body isn't coping and your mind isn't coping. And so we really need on a daily basis to take time out sit down or to relax, listen to your favorite song, read a book, uh, whatever it takes for you to find some form of downtime and relaxation on a daily basis, that can go a long way to preventing you to get that point where I was. And the other thing is too, the food that we eat has a lot to do with how our body can respond to stress. And if you're eating a diet of Maccas and McDonald's and foods like that, that really give you no great amounts of nutrition. If you're not putting in the good stuff that gives you solid foundational nutrition with vitamins and minerals and drinking nice amounts of water and keeping hydrated, your body can't stand up to the stress. And so you need to be looking at that on a daily basis as well. You need to be making sure you're eating your five serves of vegetables and two or three pieces of fruit every day, making sure you're drinking your couple of litres of water. They're basic things that we've moved away from in our society because there's a takeaway shop on every corner. And so you can't expect, if you don't put a right foundation in the building of the house, you can't expect the house to stand up forever. It's going to fall down. Same with our body. If we don't give it the foundational nutrition that it needs, it's not going to be well. 
and it's not going to be able to stand up to the battering of the stress that comes that way, so to speak. So to answer that question, it's probably to make sure you're taking downtime every day, drinking your water and making sure you're eating vegetables and fruit and some form of really clean protein on a daily basis with every meal. Great. So you're saying listen to those signals and that the metaphor is like if the foundation of your house is just getting worse and worse, then eventually something will knock it over. And to just make those small steps, a deliberate effort to have that little bit of downtime, to relax a little bit every day, listen to your favorite song, do those things that make life worth living and drink water and drink the greens and the proteins and not always having all the fast food. And there's that saying of some things are easy to do, but some things are also easy not to do, like just as easily, right? You can make these small changes, but so many people say, but the McDonald's is right there. The takeaway is right there. And it just, and to me, it seems like excuses. And I'm capable of making excuses as well. So if someone has some of these excuses, especially saying, I don't have the time, right? I don't have the time to cook these healthy meals, or I don't have the time to relax. I just have a million things on my to-do list. What would you say to someone like that? Like, how do they find the time? And how much time are we talking about? Do you have any strategies that have helped you find the time during the day for the relaxing and for the healthy foods? So if you have a to-do list that doesn't allow you time to prepare food in your kitchen, then you have too much on your to-do list. And that sounds pretty harsh, but it's actually the truth. We're, we were never created to carry the burdens of stress that we carry today. And we were never created to carry the workload of, of things that we carry today. So if you have a strength, if you have a to-do list that literally starts the minute you wake up and doesn't finish until the minute you get into bed. And I'm talking about doing, having things to do. It's too, there's too much on your list. You need to start to take stock of that and prioritize what's important and work out what you can get rid of and delegate to somebody else in some way, shape or form. Because at the end of the day, if you don't take care of your health, you're not going to be able to achieve your to-do list anyway, because you're going to fall apart somewhere along the line. One of the strategies is if you have a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon where you know you have a bit of time up your sleeve, you can actually start to prepare doing up a meal plan a week, for example. Um, so you can, you know, you can get prepared for the week ahead in a few short hours. Like it doesn't take that long. It's a cup. It can be a couple of hours. And I think the other thing too is realizing that we don't have to cook these gorgeous gourmet meals that we see on the cooking shows on TV. A lot of people think they've got to put the amazing three quarters meals with all of these exotic ingredients. We actually don't need to do that. Plate of steamed vegetables and a piece of protein is adequate nutrition for your body. Now, it might sound a bit boring, but if you don't have a lot of time, it will suffice and you can make it taste good by the way you cook it. You can add a couple of bits of sauces to it or whatever it might be. But things like that, you need to find how much time you can allocate to food prep for the week. And then you need to do the food prep so you're ready for the week ahead. And the other strategies you can do is if you're cooking a casserole, if you're cooking a meal that's a wet dish, so for example, cook double. Because you're cooking once, if you cook double, you can then freeze it and you can use it from the freezer. So it's actually quicker to get something out of your freezer and thaw it and heat it up than it is to go and drive to the takeaway and buy half a dozen burgers that are not going to give you any nutrition anyway. So it's all about planning, taking that time, maybe on the weekends, or if you have a day off through the week or whatever it might be, to sit down and do that little bit of planning ahead 
because ultimately that's going to give you the greatest results rather than thinking, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. Because that's a whole nother, that is a whole nother problem. It really is. If you don't have time and you need to make time, you need to look at that to-do list and cull things out. I like that a lot. There, there's no increasingly amount of time that you get the same 24 hours as everyone else. So it's a matter of reconfiguring and figuring out where your priorities are. And it also seems like a lot of it is in just thinking through the simple possibilities because it, it's, it's easy to say, oh, I don't have time for this or I can't cook healthy. And that's just not even considering the possibility. That's just, just cutting it off and saying, my mind won't even explore how I would go about doing that. And so that's an interesting question to think about is if you, if you did the meal prep, it would just be a matter of finding some simple recipes, something that you could whip together. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a three course meal. And the meal prep doesn't have to be these crazy schedules where they say, plan out the next 60 days and freeze all these packets of soup. You just say, just cook double, just keep it simple and ease yourself into the habit. Just cook double. So that way you have the meal now. And then later on, you already have it in your in your house, in your fridge. So now you get the convenience because it's even more convenient than the takeaway because you don't even have to leave the house. And it's even more time saving because it's literally already right there in your fridge. So it seems like this that's one of the most doable things I've ever heard as far as as far as getting increasing your health is just something as simple as that. And as Annette, stories are fun, right? Like facts are good and advice is good, but the stories, especially about the people that you've helped, that's it always makes you feel good to listen to those sorts of things. Like you have, you've had your own health issues and you mentioned a little bit like you've had your clients. So you have anything to share about case studies or success stories about some of these clients that came to you with the stress, the burnout, the fatigue, and then because of your strategies, you changed their lives or their trajectory. What do you have to share with us as far as these success stories? I can think of one lady that I helped. She's a nurse. And so a nurse always has these funny hours that they work. She does one or two nights a week of night shift. And then the rest of the time she's on day shift. So she has funny hours to work with. And she came to me and she was quite exhausted. She wasn't sleeping well. She felt tired all the time. She was turning to alcohol, not in great copious amounts, but she was using alcohol because she was so tired to try and help her wind down at the end of the day. And she had had a whole lot of stuff going on like that. And she's, she's in her forties and she knew a bit about life. But anyway, she came to me and she, I remember her in her first or second consult we were talking and she just burst into tears and because she said finally I've found someone who knows what I'm talking about and she she hadn't been able to find someone to help her and so we worked through with her for oh maybe three four months something like that and I helped her to do the things I just said about priorities getting to bed early looking at her diet we looked at her diet she got off the alcohol she stopped drinking coffee um, all of those things that she was doing that were contributing to the actual problems that she had, fatigue and the tiredness, because when people are tired, they reach for things to give them energy. And those things they reach for are always quick energy, which is caffeine and sugar. And so those things are bad because they eventually make your energy worse. So we dealt with all of the dietary things. We dealt with some strategies around lifestyle. Um, I gave her some simple things around sleep, hygiene, a couple of, there's a particular strategy I give to my clients to help relieve their stress. It basically works instantly. And so she did all of this and she followed it really well. And 
she came out the other end and she is amazing. She's a current client as well. So I see her from time to time. She's pretty good, but said she'd never gone back to having that adrenal fatigue that she had when she came to me. She was, she's a great example because she did the things she needed to do and she saw the results. And it seems like it's very easy to fall into this bad health trap just by like death by a thousand cuts, right? Like in that story you just told, it seems a little bit of alcohol that might maybe will decrease a person's health, say 5%. And then sugar, 5% more, bad sleep, 5% more. And then the next thing you know, you it's like you're just trying to make inventory of all these bad things that you're doing. And it seems, should I just cut out the caffeine or just cut out the fast food? And it's all the all these things you're doing are adding up to this and they all need to be decreased, maybe not right away, but maybe figure out these health goals and then chip away one thing at a time. So that way you can get back on track. And I really like what you said earlier about how you have all these things that you want to do, right? You think that you have this big, long to-do list, but if your health suffers, you won't even get to the to-do list that you made all these compromises in your health to get it all done in the first place. So it seems like just, it didn't happen overnight, but just all these things, all these like shortcuts, compromises added up to this kind of catastrophic event. And people need help and people need to look into some of these relaxation techniques you're mentioning and drinking more water and looking into the supplements, et cetera. But in all various things that are discussed as far as improving our health, do you think there's something that is not being discussed enough or deserves more attention as far as health is concerned? I think the emotional aspects around stress, I think that we're just so used to living with stress, we become immune to it. We don't understand, we don't realize that we're under stress. And I think that, um, I don't think that's talked about enough. I, we hear about mental health and nobody wants to admit they have a mental health problem. So people don't, people won't step up and say, I need help because I think there's still connotations around that for some people, but stress, if you say to someone, do you feel stressed? Oftentimes you will get a yes answer, but they don't understand really how they got to that point or what is actually causing the problem. And like I said before, it can come various different things. It can be emotional, physical, environmental. There's a number of things that can cause stress. So I think that conversation, I think that conversation needs to happen around where people are getting their stress from and for people to understand that it has a layering effect in their, in their life, because if you don't deal with your stress in a healthy way, it just sits there in the background. And every time you have another stressful event that sits there and then you get this layering effect until you get to that point of burnout. I think that conversation would be really useful to have so people can understand more around why they feel bad and why they are stressed because, yeah, I think that I just don't think people, like you said, death by a thousand cuts and that's what the stress is because it's just every time something happens, just another assault to your nervous system and to your mind and to your body for that. And putting up with it and thinking that it will just go away on its own, which it probably won't. And, and thinking that you won't have to deal with it by not dealing with the stress problem. Now you have to do with more stress in the future. Why not make it easier on yourself and take care of it now and ask those maybe at first painful questions of, instead of just ignoring it, maybe 
begin the work to confront whatever that stress is and figure out a way out of it. Because you said earlier, we're not built for this. We weren't meant to be stressed every single day. And life doesn't have to be such a suffering journey. We can all have a better life, better quality of life, have more fun, live longer, and everything that comes along with that. And so if someone says, this has been good conversation, and I've gotten some really good tips and advice, things to look into, and I want to find out more about Annette and what she does, her website, her business, her solutions. So what's the next step? If someone wants to find out more about you and look into some of this coaching you provide, where do they go? What do they do? And what will they learn? Like they can find me in a couple of different places, actually. They can find me at AnnetteHearn.com. They'll find me there. And we're, that's my dedicated place for adrenal fatigue and, and what I can offer to help. So that would be the first place I would suggest to go is have a look there. And there is definitely some information that they can glean from that website. I also have a clinical practice in, I, I'm in Toowoomba in Queensland. And so I do clinical practice from home via the internet. So you can find me at anayasnaturalhealth.com.au. And my website there has an, has about my journey with adrenal fatigue as well. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions or if people want to inquire about making an appointment, that's fine. I do discovery calls. Yeah, I'm around in a couple of different places. I'm on Instagram. Not a not great at posting on Instagram, but I am on Instagram as well. So they can find me there too. And it's been on my mind lately, just whenever I'm looking into any sort of solution, when they're like, even like a restaurant I'm interested in, sometimes I'll say, I don't necessarily have time right now to go to that restaurant, but I'll look them up online and I'll go and I'll like them or I'll follow them. That way they come up in my feed later on when I do have time. So that's a great idea to look up Annette Hearn on Instagram and follow you there. The website is a-N-E-E-H-U-R-N.com. And then what was the .com.au web address? That is Anaya's Natural Health. It's A-N-A-Y-A-S naturalhealth.com.au. And I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page for that. And I'm also on Instagram, Anaya's Natural Health as well. Fantastic. And so you out there in podcast land who's watching or listening, You've been thinking about your health. You want to do better with your health. Maybe you recover from burnout or avoid burnout. Maybe you're dealing with this adrenal fatigue issue. Whatever it is, take what the next step is. So me and Annette talked about this idea of there's where you are at point A and there's where you want to be at point B. And so many people just look at point B and say, that might as well be on the moon. It's so far away. I won't even, I won't even make one step to getting there because it's so far away and it's, but you need to get there eventually. And the next step for you is to contact Annette and send her an email and arrange one of these discovery calls because you don't necessarily have to get every single health aspect of your life figured out instantly. Just take that first step and have a conversation with her. And because your health is all you have, if you don't have your health, then you don't have any anything to, to give back to anyone else. So you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your future and the people in your life and the things that you have yet to do in your life to go to AnnetteHearn.com and contact Annette and get your health figured out. And your mind and your body and your soul will love yourself for dealing with this emotional and the stress aspects that you should have dealt with a while ago, but it's okay. Now's the time to deal with it. Now's the time to go to AnnetteHearn.com and we will see you there. And thank you, Annette, for showing up and having a wonderful conversation today. 
Thanks, Robert. It's been a real joy.